This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Quantumly Nourish. I'm your host, Nicole Hartman, and this is the Couples Corner Edition. And so with us, got my husband here, Jeff. Hi. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's fine. I don't know why we you just took like an time. hour walk together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today we were talking on our walk about um, influencing your children and whether to give them your opinion or to not give them your opinion, to which you went into a monologue from uh, Billy Madison. Wow, that's it was the <laughs> part of Billy Madison where they're doing the theater part of the <laughs> academic decathlon. <laughs> we are children well, of the putting, 90s, yes, is what yes. we are. So they're, so. they're putting a Hamlet. Yes, to be or to not, be or to be. not to be. And so... Um, I think we both kind of became aware of this a couple of years ago on how, like, we really want our kids to be their own, their own thinkers and to be able to have their own thoughts. And maybe this actually came to light more so when the world was really stupid back in 2020. And there was very decisive uh, opinions at that time. And almost if you held one opinion you know, you were going to kill everybody. And it was probably for the first time that our kids ever saw us make a hard stance about something mm -hmm. to which then they probably felt like they had to make a hard stance. And then from there, you kind of realize, well, what else can I, what else am I influencing and should, by, should I be influencing it? Well, at that time, I, I got to be honest, that was probably the first time in our lives as parents that we sheltered our kids from things. It wasn't so, the proverbial no, no, no. thing that was going that was no, like it, we it didn't people. we didn't. Yeah, we didn't take them into public, not out of fear of getting sick or anything like that right. or transmitting anything. We just didn't want them to see the public like that. Yeah, it that was, was it that was, was insane. Was so when I think about we don't want to go down that route. No. But when, when I think about influencing, we were definitely influencing them in that way by not taking them out of public. Yeah. And so, yes, our our stance on that time and things that were happening from a governmental level to a behavioral level and just the general public, and we made those be known because, well, that's the way we handled it. But do you think that even going back to how we didn't take them in public was somehow influencing them at all? No. Well, no. 
I just didn't want them to see people. I didn't want them to see people acting that way. They were people were scared, right? People were scared, and then therefore I didn't want them to be scared. I just didn't want to see them see like people look at them as and and them as the other people, not like our children. Yeah, or and you could see it in people's eyes. I mean. They, it was bad. It was ugly. They like, would see you ugly. coming down the aisle at a grocery store yeah, and turn and around and go the other way the other because way. they were they were scared. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to open up that can of worms again, but still, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from there, that is when we kind of really started to pay attention to what opinions we are giving giving, because you can probably you could really ask yourself the question, what is it that I actually know? Versus what is it that I hold that isn't just an opinion? Yeah. And I would say that 90, 95% of what you, you think you know is probably just an opinion. Because it was an experience that you had that therefore then set up an opinion. Whether it, it this kind of excludes like, you know, information that you have learned throughout throughout your life that is like textbook information. Right. You know, And, and even that stuff. So you True. have to completely unlearn. And to do yeah. this, to be able to say like, okay, I'm not going to try and influence the opinions or anything like with my children, you have to unlearn everything and think that what is an actual fact. So everyone used to be brought up like textbooks, you would say, well, gravity is a fact. Well, technically gravity is a theory. Some people just, if something is denser than air, it falls to the ground. Where sure. so you have these yeah, differing, the, differing thoughts. Theories, so yeah. if you're going to have an open mind and you're not going to try and force feed things down people's throats or your children's throats and say that this is this is fact, this is doctrine, you have to be willing to unlearn and say, I really don't know. So all I'm going to suggest that you do is you make your own educated. Absolutely. You, your own educated opinion on it. And sometimes for children, well, they're not ready to. Have learn about those thoughts. things, but you can yeah. always talk about what the other opinions are. Well, yeah. And I think that's where we kind of have, have found ourselves in, you know, home education and home educating our children is that oftentimes there is more than one theory. And, you know, I'm not, I'm re I really could care less about this theory. I know this really gets you riled up, but if I'm looking at like a heliocentric versus geocentric model, mm -hmm. you talk about both, you observe, and then you can make a your, own, a, your opinion. own opinion of it right can it you doesn't... explain those so the people know what you're talking about <laughs> well yeah so geocentric means that the sun is moving mm -hmm. and helio means that we helio are is what you learn in school. is what you learn in school right and so i think what you really come to realize is that there are so many different thoughts and opinions and theories and they're all can have their own valid research behind them we just have found in our personal experience that you just have to be mindful of the opinions that you're giving, like even sly comments of, um, well, those people really shouldn't be putting that in their grocery cart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because now then I've influenced an opinion of what, what the right food is. And then I've also influenced my opinion of the people. Yeah. And you just, I just think honestly, really becoming, aware of that means that I have less judgment for people and then I can just accept people for who they are. I can just love them because they are a creation just as much as I am a creation that is deserving of love and kindness and compassion. 
it all comes down to the objective of anytime you're around young people is do you want them to be free thinkers? thinkers yeah. Do you want them to live a life with an open mind? And so many times people will say that, yet their actions are the complete opposite. And so it takes a special type of parent or parents to be able to say, yeah, I might have been raised this way. Oh, for sure. And but when I'm raising you, I want you to see all all that else also out there. And I'm not talking about traveling the world. You could talk about something like religious doctrine. So mm -hmm. I was raised in the Episcopal Church. You were raised in the Catholic Church. But we want to teach our kids about what do Buddhists believe? What do Harry Krishnas believe? What about Seventh Day Adventists? We want the Jewish faith, like all of it. We want to teach them about all of it because, well, we want them to be well-rounded. Yeah. We want them to be educated and not just on one specific thing. However, for not just that realm, a lot of realms to say, think outside of that, that's a real big challenge for a lot of people. It's a big ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we get so it's almost like our thoughts and our thoughts and opinion, opinions. Oh, there my gosh. Go. Put my teeth back in. All right. <laughs> become our personality mm -hmm. and we can't move past it, you know, and then when when you when you kind of change this way and something that we talk about often that is often missing from this world is the ability to have an open discussion because when we hold on to these thoughts and opinions so strongly, we get so heated when challenged by it. And so if I am limiting the thoughts and opinions that, that I am holding onto, then I can probably have an open discussion with someone and not get so heated about it. Yeah. The problem is, is that it goes from a discussion to a debate and you're yeah, not, debating. not debating. So go back yeah. to the example you used heliocentric versus what's the other one? Uh, geo. Geocentric. There you go. And so if someone were to say like, let's talk about this to a science teacher in a school, the science teacher would be so angry and say, yeah. you're wrong. It's like, well, no, I just want to talk about it. Like, I just want to have a discussion. You can still have your beliefs and you can still, when we leave this discussion, continue to believe what Absolutely. you believe. Yeah. Let's just talk about it. It's amazing how many people cannot let go of that grip and be willing to at least hear another side of the story. Um, and so when you think about this, to bring it back to the original talking point with influencing our kids' thoughts, you don't, I don't, I don't want to brainwash our kids in any way, shape or form. And they, there's people in our no. family, obviously I'm a big Steeler fan. No, Pittsburgh yeah. sports are important to me. And so when the kids grew up, everyone said, Oh, you're brainwashing the kids. No, not really. I never forced anything on our children. No, our oldest um, often says he likes other teams. I don't think he <laughs> don't really think he cares. Really, I don't think he understands. Yeah. I don't think he really but cares. But for me, it's a situation where I say, you know what? They've liked these sports teams because, well, they see their dad likes them. And they enjoy they enjoy that moment with you. Right. Yeah. So I never once forced them to sit down and watch games with me. I never forced them to learn statistics and right. memorize the stuff that I did voluntarily as a kid. They just followed in their own path. It's the same with golf. No, you're absolutely right. I didn't force right. golf on any of our kids. They all just wanted to play because it's what I do and they want to go with me. So, yeah, I think that people that say, you know, oh, I don't want to brainwash my kids, let your kids navigate their own thoughts. And then you can talk about it as long as you're not going to then influence their thoughts based on your own. Yeah, because oftentimes I think we find ourselves the the one statement that is often said from every single one of us is the I think. And I trust me, I'm guilty of it 
on a daily basis. Like, oh, I think we should do this, or I think it should go this way, or I think that this is what really happened. It's, it is that, that part of it. And it doesn't mean that we stop doing that, but it's, are you saying it all the time to your kids? I think that you should, you know, go for a bike ride right now, or I think that you should do that. Or I, I, you know, you could have endless examples of that, but Again, when do they have their thoughts? Yeah. And to be able to process situations. That doesn't mean that they're not going to come to us sometimes and ask for our opinions on things, to which most of the time we answer with a question. Or we make sure, <laughs> or, or we make it very clear that like this is just my thought on it. Yeah. You know, you can create your own thoughts. But th- this is also really difficult when we've talked a lot about the school system and how yeah difficult it would be as a parent with kids that were in school and they're learning a lot of these things that are being taught as 100% fact, no matter what, this is the way it is. There's no other way. And that could be in the parochial schools. That could be in the public schools. It doesn't matter. And so when you look at it from that perspective, then they come home and you're trying to teach them like, well, let's talk about something else, but they're being tested on some of this material. And so they're memorizing it and they're doing all the things that they're supposed to do to get a good grade. That's going to be challenging for them mentally. So it is going to be a challenge. And it's also really going to be a challenge as a parent. Like it was a challenge for us. It still is sometimes. It is daily. For us not to give our opinion constantly. Moreover, just saying, well, what do you think? Let me hear what you think about this. Like, well, think about what you've learned and what you've, witnessed and what are your thoughts on it and then not saying well no you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) that's a part of it too is is right because as soon as i say nope you're wrong that's that tells them that they have just essentially failed unless it's something like uh you're taking you know they're having like a, a spelling assessment or something yeah like that that is not the way to spell it you know like there are situations where things are factual rock r-o-k yeah r-o-c-k oh the c is silent again (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you know it's like those those opinions and just ah helping them to navigate that is is difficult because you don't want them to be so opinionated that they get in their own way well, and again, what's the end? What's the end result? So when when you get your children old enough that they are then off on their own, do you want them to be young adults that have just memorized everything and they've just been told what to do and what to think for their majority, if not all of their lives? Or do you want them to be free thinkers? And do you want them to kind of create their own opinions on things and be able to not look down on other people for their opinions? Um, that's going to be a decision that you as a parent have to make. But for us, we've talked about it. We want our kids to be the latter. We want them to be, we want them to be the, the, the young adults into adults that eventually have their own children, hopefully that teach their kids to be open-minded, to be a free thinker, to challenge conventional thought and not be just go along with a group thought, the group think like that's, that's what you think. Oh, that is one of my, that's like, because this stuff, this stuff still happens to adults. You talked about it on your your Monday podcast with influencers, where people are paid to influence your decisions, whether it's how you spend your money, how you mm-hmm. live your life. Well, we all fall into these traps, and it takes a critical thinker to stop, take yourself out of that matrix, and say, "What is actually going on? And do I want to participate?" 
Right. I don't want other people thinking for me. As Jimmy Buffett would say. Exactly. As yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> the song Fruitcakes is great. Yes. But um yeah, it's it 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 is moving out of that group thought because we saw that run rampant in 2020, 21, 22. I mean, it's still going. It's it's being able to say, I see it, I recognize it, and I probably should investigate the other side of what this group thought is. Because if everybody is moving in the same direction, there's a good chance that I should probably move in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And that's difficult to understand because as kids, they are wanting to feel accepted and included in groups. You know, that's a natural feeling. You, you just want to be included. Um, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you just want to be included. But then to be able to say, I'm not going to do that. That's a difficult thought. A but lot. if but if you didn't foster being able to be a free thinker and being able to have those self thoughts of what my boundaries are in life, then then you're going to just keep following. A lot of this stuff that we're talking about comes down to something that a lot of parents hate and they're scared of and it's intimidating and that is having honest conversations with their children. Yeah. Um you know, for 16 years of my life, there were parents that left it up to me mm -hmm. to teach their kids about the reproductive system and all the stuff that comes with it. And so when you think about that, why? Because they felt that was an uncomfortable conversation. And so if one of their kids has a question or questions something that they view as authority, they might just shoot it down right away mm -hmm. to do to achieve this. You have to be willing to just talk with your kids and have an open conversation. And that doesn't happen overnight. Like you have to, that has to be fostered. fostered. But when you talked about the, the public's sentiment of thinking differently, there is, there are ways and you can teach your kids this. Our oldest daughter is learning this as, as she grows and is almost 13 years old. Um, actually, I guess when this is, published it will be her birthday it will be yeah so she turns 13 today happy birthday and so <laughs> you think about it and you say there are ways for you to continue to have your own thoughts continue to live your life the way that you want to live it without being viewed as an outcast or some type of freak you know <laughs> so no and it's not that's not that's not no, it's her it, but no, in general it's not in general you're right you like, can still go with the flow for the majority of your life and yet swim against the stream when it matters most but you have to teach your kids how to do it. You have to teach them the ins and outs of everyday life and how you can say, okay, this is not a time to get into a discussion slash <laughs> eventual debate over this stuff. It's just not. So I'm just going to smile and you say, okay, that's fine. I'm going to move on with shot. my life. Yeah, absolutely. You have to teach the kids how to handle themselves in those social settings, which is oftentimes never taught in public school systems and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because every opinion doesn't need to be blurted to right. the masses. You know, yes. that, that might be one of the biggest downfalls of social media is that we feel like we can always share our opinion and people are going to like it or they're going to, you know, comment on it or something. Mm -hmm. Like there is value in being able to say, I hear what, <laughs> I hear what these people are saying and I'm just going to be quiet. Yeah. I had to do it last night. Last night? Yeah, somebody was talking about, um, I don't know where I got sick from. And so uh -huh. I just decided to say, I'm going to be quiet. 
You weren't going into germ theory. I wasn't gonna go, <laughs> I wasn't gonna go into any of that. A beautiful conversation over <laughs> meal. <laughs> and a nice dinner. No, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna do it, you know. And but that that has taken time because I can remember when we were uh, in college still, and we had just started going into uh, teaching in the classrooms, like, you know, those little lessons that you would give. And uh, it was like my first experience with, you know, lower income families, students. And I can remember one of my cousins said something and I lost it. And I was, and so I really become a, a long way and not letting those, other people's opinions bother my my opinion you yeah. know and influence my reaction then so um yeah it's it's definitely takes time it takes practice and you definitely have to learn who you are too yeah you know like you have to know who you are you have to know your boundaries like how where, where what are your boundaries to keep it between the lines and if you you know make the Go out of those lines from time to time. Are you able to bring it back in? And I don't know. Maybe well, that's the, what we all want. In the life. last thing I'll say about this is as a parent, as an adult, uh, it's easy for us to say that our kids should do this, this, but we have to live it too. And the most difficult thing, which we all, we both learned this the hard way was to say, I'm not going to take an extremely hard stance on anything. Oh yeah. Because That's when you, point. when you take that stance and I actually, on my golf podcast talked about this with Dave Matthews, when we were dating oh, in college, yeah, you were... I hated Dave Matthews. I hated the fan base cause they called him Dave and all this stuff, which still kind of irks me a little bit. But I remember the first time you heard me listening to Dave Matthews on my own and you're like, oh, well, wait a second. I thought she didn't like Dave Matthews. And then I had to backtrack and say, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, you were right. And he's not too bad and all this stuff. But you don't make that hard stance. And then you don't ever have to backtrack because you're keeping an open mind to things. So, And that is probably the basis of watching your opinions. Yeah. Watching, giving your, your, your family members your opinions all the time. Unless you're looking for that discussion. But Dave. <laughs> Dave put a new album. Did you hear Dave? Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> you still hold on to some of that. But his music is good. It's his fan base. It is good. Can't. I agree with you. No, you're right. But you're right, though. Like, if I don't harbor those hard, you know, opinions, those, what did you call it? I can't remember. It's a hard stance on things. Yeah. Then, uh, then you're able to have discourse. Right. And that, I think, is the ultimate goal is to be able to talk and listen and hear what other people are saying instead of just turning it off because it goes against what you believe. The greatest philosophers to ever live oftentimes had unbelievably long discussions. Yeah. They did not turn into what we now know as a political debate where they oh, yell at gosh. each other constantly. That's an embarrassment. They would have sometimes week-long discussions, and they would yeah, talk they about would theories, been. and they'd say, hmm, that's interesting. What do you think about this? Oh, that's interesting, too wow, I think we might be onto something here. And that's, that's how they would talk. And they, would, they wouldn't debate. They wouldn't yell. It was just a discussion. It was a discourse. And that was their way to navigate their thoughts. And they would use other people to help them navigate through theirs, those uncharted waters of your mind. That's interesting because it seems as if we have moved in a complete 180 of that. Oh to gosh, use yeah. others to help me, now it's, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's like taking that when, in fact, it's probably like a nice little curve and the truth lies somewhere no. always in the middle. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, it's like that. What was your your the stoicism? Yeah, to be a stoic, I mean, is to not let outside factors influence your life because you can't control them. So when you leave the house, you don't concern yourself with the weather because you can't control it. Right. All you can control is whether I leave the house. Or maybe I bring an umbrella. Correct. If it's outside of your control, then why should I concern myself with it? Yeah. There you go. There you go. So. <laughs> we'll talk about Sigmund Freud next week. <laughs> I'm good. That is not one for my discussions. <laughs> Woo. It's above my pay grade. Yeah, anyway. Philosophy too. Yeah, I don't even know about that. That's like talk about the reproductive system. That yeah, is his like that's different than that. <laughs> anyway. If you want somebody to help you talk about the child's reproductive system, uh, my husband is available for uh yeah. no, just we'll do it virtual. Any <laughs> He is great. Uh, I could do that. You I could, do that. could do that. Yeah. You could help people. You want people to teach it to their yeah. children and not have it be a taboo subject. I feel like that could make it. I really, I really feel like you could. Anyway, thanks for sticking with us. And um, as always, you can find me at Quantally Nourished or uh, Circadian Family Wellness on the gram. And hope y'all have a great weekend and I hope you find yourself outside. See you next week.